Hi, hello. This is uh, it's Schmanners, and it's extraordinary etiquette for ordinary occasions. Hi, I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. Um, so we've just returned from uh, the C2E2, the comic convention in Chicago. It was such a blast. Huge thank you to everybody who came out to our panels and my signings and stuff like that. Thank you so much, and thank you, Chicago. You are absolutely great. Um, what you are about to hear is our live show that we did um, on uh, March 30th. It was us, as well as a podcast called Good Christian Fun, um, who are wonderful. Kevin and Caroline are great, and it was uh, very fun. We just guested on their podcast, um, and, and they did a live show, uh, shared the stage with us. So uh, we're so excited, and we're going to get to that in a second. But first, I want to take this opportunity to talk to you about Max Fundrive. It is week two of Max Fun Drive in full swing. Last time I looked, we were up over 17,000 new and upgrading donors, and that is amazing. I'm so confident. Um, our goal for the, for the drive is 25,000 new and upgrading donors, and with your help, we can get there. So the real quick rundown of what it is, is if you enjoy Max Fun programming and you're looking for opportunities to support um, the creators that you enjoy, just go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate and you can become a member. And when you do, A, you will get rewards. And those rewards include um, at $5 a month, you get all kinds of bonus content over 100 hours from all your favorite shows going back over all the Max Fun drives. Um, and for $10, you get the bonus content and then you get... Um, a pen for your favorite show. I'm going to assume you're going to pick Schmanners and a, a beautiful enamel Schmanners pen. That is a hard sentence to say. And then at $20, you get the bonus content, you get the enamel pen, and you also get a Max Fun family cookbook with uh, recipes from your favorite Max Fun hosts. We put one in there for Teresa's version of Ratatouille. Um, and you also get a set of space themed cookie cutters. And for $35, you get the bonus content, you get the enamel pen, you get the family cookbook, you get the cookie cutters, and you also get an engraved juice carafe that you can use for any beverage with the beautiful Max Fun Rocket logo. But more than that, B, because I said A earlier, B, you also know that you are supporting the art and artists you love. When you are a Max Fun member, your monthly donation goes directly to the shows you listen to. Some of it goes to cover Max Fun overhead, but the majority of it goes directly to the shows you listen to. Because when you donate, you're asked what shows you listen to, and that's how it's decided where your donation goes. It's really amazing. It's both amazing. Uh, to have the opportunity to directly support art you love, but it's also amazing from our side of it to know that the people listening, that our shows matter to them, and it really means the world to us. So if you've been thinking about how to support the shows, uh, think about becoming a MaxFun member, go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate now. Don't wait, because pretty soon the drive's going to be over. You're going to miss out on all these amazing rewards. You're going to miss out on being part of the magic. And so go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. And here's the thing. I also realize that not everybody can afford to donate. That totally, yes, totally reasonable. 
I totally understand, but you can still help us out by going on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere, anywhere where you can talk to other people and tell them why they should donate and share the the hashtag MaxFundDrive and the link MaximumFun.org forward slash donate and just help us get the word out. Okay, so without any further ado, we're going to head into the episode um, and hopefully we're going to try to get another full episode out this week. Um, it might be tough because Teresa's got a little bit of the con crud. You know, coming back from that convention, she's not feeling super great, but we're going to try to. Um, and also, just a reminder, this weekend, um, My Brother, My Brother, Me, and Adventure Zone is going to Dallas and Houston. And in Houston, we are going to do a Schmanner show there, live and open up for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. So you can go to McElroyShows.com forward slash tours, um, and you can get those tickets there. And we will see you uh, there. Okay. On with the show. Are you going to come up with a joke? Don't rain on my parade. It's Schmanners. Hello and welcome to Schmanner. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, hello, Internet. Oh, hello, Internet. Have you I'm your done husband this host. show before? <laughs> hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're watching Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm so glad we finally got back into the rhythm. Now, now we're doing the show. I have... Uh, I'm doing a lot this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> And I've forgotten That's where true. I am. And where I need to be, where I've been, who I am, well, what's happening. Well, luckily for you, you're on the stage right now, so. What? I mean, you I could have left you back there, but Thank here you, you are. Thank you for bringing me out <laughs> You're welcome. So this is Schmier. I just wanted you to know where you're at. I appreciate you. You seemed confused. I am. Um, so this is the show. This is it. This is how it works. This week, um, uh, this, tonight, today. Today. Yeah. We're talking about parades. You had a kind of parade. Ooh. <laughs> parade. I was not expecting that response. Everybody parade. loves a parade. Ooh. I've been waiting for this one. I, I, I kept wondering, when are they going to get to parades? And here it is. Wonder no more. We're here. We, we're doing it. Parade. This is, um, it, it, I don't know if you all know this, tomorrow is Easter. Um, and also April Fool's Day. <laughs> seems, <laughs> seems a weird pairing. Neither of which really have a parade associated with them, but like. You could tell people there's an April Fool's Day parade and then. <laughs> that would be a great joke. The end. That actually would be the perfect April Fool's Day parade. That would be great. And some years you do it, and some years you don't, but you don't announce which one's which. Yeah. I'm on to something. Wait. This is good. Don't steal this. Do you think that that song, The Easter Parade, was an April Fool's joke? Because I have never seen an Easter parade, and no one thinks that's funny, but have you ever <laughs> seen... An Easter parade? I don't know what the song Easter Parade is. What? From the movie with Judy Garland and Fred Astaire and no? 
Yeah. See? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yes, it's a thing. I could write a sonnet about your Easter bonnet I know that and one. how I'm going to take you to the Easter parade. But they did. I could write a sonnet. That's like, I like whenever somebody writes a line, I could. Listen, I don't want you to think I couldn't write a sonnet about your Easter bonnet. I could. I didn't, but I could. All right. Have you ever been in a parade? I have. I have ridden on a... F- on a truck bed in uh-huh. a parade. I was in the opening day parade almost, it seems, a lifetime ago, like uh, eight years ago, yeah. opening day parade as part of the children's theater little float. Growing up, because my dad was on the radio, um, I don't know why I did to take to the audience to brag about that. <laughs> you might have heard of him. <laughs> um, no, but because dad was on the radio, like we were in a lot of parades. Like he... Uh, when I was like my my child years, <laughs> in in my child years, um, he worked at an oldie station, and the the for some reason the radio station owned a pink Cadillac, hey. and so we would with like white leather interior and like big tail fins and everything for parades. Yeah, so we would like ride in that down the street during the parades, and I just thought it was the coolest thing, always. At first, like you get in and you're like, yeah, and then you're just in a car moving very so slowly. slowly and you're a kid and you're like, I want to get out now <laughs> and do anything else. I own video games. Why am I here? But I did learn, speaking of etiquette, I did learn uh, very interesting parade rules. There's a lot of rules. You aren't there are rules. shouldn't throw things out to people because uh, there's vehicles driving and they are big and if somebody runs up to say grab some candy they might get hit by a truck so don't do that so you should have people uh, walk along with whatever treats you are passing out and they should pass those treats out and hand them out yes I mean except like the Mardi Gras parade which I mean like they're throwing no rules just right at the Mardi Gras parade Listen, laws don't apply at Mardi Gras Purge, all right? Go go wild. Okay, tell me about the history of parades. Okay, well, so there are a couple of different things I'd like to talk about as far as parades go. Um, The word parade comes from English and French, um, and it's used to refer to a pompous show rather than a public procession, and that comes from the Merriam-Webster uh, dictionary. Um, and I think that it, it shows a really great kind of, I mean, uh, origin, obviously, as kind of like a parade has become to mean something other than what it started. Um, well, yeah, because like, when I think about historically, parades is like a military parade, right? A show of force. And I almost. mean, that makes sense, a pompous show, right? So like, even if a, even the smallest parade, if it's showy enough, is still a parade. No, I know. I threw one. <laughs> Tomorrow? No, I threw a parade for spiders in my hometown. That's right, you did. Yeah. I was there, but I, was, I don't remember it very much because I was very heavily pregnant. Yes, super pregnant. Super pregnant. There was totally a baby in there and everything. <laughs> I was just looking for any excuse to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> 
But isn't like, that I can't life? be at this tarantula parade. I just need to sit down. Um, and it tracks back to Middle French, uh, also meaning to prepare. Um, and so, as far as like all I of these, I can't what? make the. I'm trying to think of any time I've heard it used as like, oh, yeah, I got a, I got a date later. I need to go parade. Like that's not. Okay. Well, I mean, it's kind of a celebration and you have to get a celebration together i guess sure. i don't know middle french is not like a thing anymore is that like middle earth i mean no. what does middle french mean so like there's middle english middle french it just refers to the kind of way that um languages evolve over time so okay. like so canterbury not like tales okay. is not written in the way that we speak english today uh -huh. but it is english it's gotcha. Old English, Middle English. Gotcha. Like so it's like in comic books where you have like Golden Age, Silver Age. No? I, I don't know what you think about comic books. So. I thought I just hit on a really good comparison and I could feel the audience go, ah. <laughs> I don't think that's the same. Okay. Um, an example of, of Parade in one of its original uses is located in Jane Austen's Emma, um, which she wrote in 1815. So she wrote... Emma watched and decided that with such feelings as are now shown, it could not be fairly supposed that he had been ever voluntarily absenting himself and that he had not been acting a part nor making a parade of insincere professions. Oh. Mm. So that's the pompous show. Um, and it that was still in use at that time to mean a pompous show as well as a procession. And that tracks because like, I have heard the phrase like, somebody like parading around or you know parading or like kind of uh, as an insult i guess or more of just like taking someone down a peg or you're like hey stop parading around that I, yeah I, yeah that mm -hmm. makes sense mm -hmm. um and so really uh the middle of the 17th century up until the 19th 20th century um that fell out of favor that use of parade and now the parade of the procession that we know of um and then one of the things about parades is if you went to see a parade at this point in time, it wouldn't look anything like what it did in like the Middle Ages. So like a parade in the Middle Ages might have just been um, like a trumpeter, okay? And then... Wait, just one person? No, hold on. That's not a parade. I'm not done. Okay. I was in the middle of a sentence. Oh, there was more. I then like her. a trumpeter and then like some animals and then like a guy on a horse and then the king. Like that's it. No like Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. No. Well, they didn't have cars. What? So couldn't have that. Um, and there weren't really like uh, like middlemen, right? So there was like the king and then there was like the steward, tax collector guy, and then there was everybody else. This makes complete sense to me uh, because I'm a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And so if I were the king, I wouldn't want other people there getting cheered at too. <laughs> it's my parade. <laughs> it's for me. Yes. The king felt that way too. Yes. The hypothetical king. That's who <laughs> I was being. Um, and parades got more and more elaborate according to the wealth of the land. So if you had a larger estate, you were the king of a, of a bigger village, I guess, you would get more and more people to kind of make this show of look at how awesome I am. 
Now um, it's going to sound like I'm making a joke, but I'm not. When you say animals, was it like exotic animals? Not just like some cows and like some pigs and stuff. Not just like these are the animals I have. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you could. If you really wanted to fill out your parade, you could right? put I just think like, in there. Like, like, you probably had some showy. All right, this is my tiger. Oh, impressive. But, it, oh, I only have the one tiger. Oh, and this is my dog, right? Like, <laughs> you probably had to shore up the numbers somehow. The example that I found was um, a, a parade that included monkeys trained to dance to the beat of trampoline, tambourines or drums. Now, listen. That's the example I found. I'm willing to bet that the way that they trained them was not super cool. But that said, I would like to see that. I mean, just hypothetically, hypothetically, perfect world where like all the monkeys were volunteers and like the monkeys were super excited about it mm -hmm, and they got mm -hmm. it on the first try and everyone's like, this is awesome. And those monkeys live like kings. Hypothetical scenario, awesome, right? I would like to see that. I'm just, does anyone have a monkey here that could do it for me right now? I don't know why I'm turning to you. Like, anybody? Monkeys? Ah. Anyway, nope. anyways. Um, so then uh, parades expanded to be more of kind of a military affair. In fact, uh, John Adams specifically requested that the 4th of July uh, include drums, flutes, and men marching with flags. So like this was something that obviously he was not the first person to be like, let's put a military on parade. But um, it was something that at that time came to mean, like, this is the show that we're putting on. I want to display this kind of thing. Um, and then once we hit, like, the, the 19th century, that's when we start to get the idea of the candy, right, mm -hmm. uh, that you mentioned, especially as part of Mardi Gras. Uh, this is one of the things um, in the early 1870s. The king of the parade would throw small treats from his float, which you're not supposed to do because... No. <laughs> Not now. Because you could hurt people. Uh, they did a lot of things in the 19th century that you're not supposed to do now. That's true. Throw candy was the biggest one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, not really, but like... Does it... I was just thinking about this, and like you said, <laughs> you said that's when they started throwing candy and like handing out treats, and I thought, well, yeah, why else would anyone go to a parade? <laughs> and then I started to think about, why do people go to parade? Like, I started to think about it conceptually. It's one of those things of like, you think like, oh, a parade, I should go to that. But if you think about it for two seconds longer, I think the next thought is like, wait, why? For the spectacle and the atmosphere and the camaraderie. Uh, and uh, There's more to life than candy. I've never been to a parade and thought, I'm getting a lot out of this. Watching a 4th of July parade doesn't make you feel vaguely patriotic? No, usually this is how my, my uh, parade experience goes. I start watching the parade, and uh -huh. then I think, well, now I've watched the parade, and then I leave. Uh -huh. And that usually takes about five minutes. All Sometimes right. I see, I'm trying to remember where we were. We were somewhere in California, and people had, like, there was a parade coming, I guess, and people had, like, staked out their chair, like, they'd put their chairs down, the day before, and I thought, what experience do you think you're going to get there that you wouldn't get five feet back? Like, that's what, oh, you don't even get, the, you don't even get to experience the parade unless you're in the front. No. I mean, anyway, parades, why are we even talking about them? They're so dumb. 
One parade that has a long history in the United States is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, Yay. that parade I get. There's giant balloon animals. Awesome. That's um, cool. So in and that, Broadway performances. Well, <sighs> yeah, now. That started in 1924, um, and it was really not exactly for Thanksgiving back then. It was really just to celebrate uh, Macy's having acquired almost uh, a one million square feet in New York. They're like, <laughs> we have the biggest store ever. Let's throw ourselves a parade. I thought you were going to say it was really just to celebrate Macy's acquiring a bunch of giant balloon <laughs> animals. <laughs> like they would have bought them and then thought, all right, so what do we do now? And they weren't even the first Thanksgiving parade. Um, Gimbel Brothers Department Store in Philadelphia actually staged one of the first Thanksgiving processions two years before. Um, oh, and then I Macy's know, like so bit bit their style. God, can you imagine being Gimbel's and being like, "Wow, oh, we are innovators!" And then two years later, be like, "Oh, what? Oh, well, ours will probably be more famous because we started it first. It's probably okay. It's fine. <laughs> um, and in fact, in 1924, uh, they didn't hold it as a Thanksgiving Day parade. It was the Christmas parade. So they started, even back then, the Christmas creep came in on, uh, on Thanksgiving. Wait, but is it, wait, hold on. Because Santa's in the Thanksgiving Day parade. Right, but. Hold on. Wait. They parade It's it not about Thanksgiving at all. <gasps> it's about. I don't know, probably selling stuff to people. What a uh. twist. Um, and they called it a marathon of mirth in the newspaper. Um, and it went for six miles. That's a long parade. Don't you think? Yes, but to be fair, I don't often think about the length of parade in terms of distance so much as time. Now, if you said to me, yes, it went for three days, I'd be like, <gasps> wow. <laughs> But if it's six miles and you're really cooking, that's a five-minute parade. I guess that's true. But So it featured floats with Mother Goose favorites, such as the old woman who lived in a shoe, Little Miss Muffet, and Little Red Riding Hood. I, uh, um, okay, I, because you said favorites, I also pictured it like celebrities now. Where it's like, it's Mother Goose! Ah, it's the, they got the little old woman! She's here! Ah. And they had Macy's employees dress as clowns and cowboys and sword-wielding knights. Um, and they didn't actually start out with the balloons. Uh, before they had the balloons, they uh, got on loan from the Central Park Zoo bears, elephants, camels, and monkeys to walk six miles down the street. Not fun, right? And I think that they were probably very tired by the end. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, and at the end, it was Santa sitting in his place of honor atop a reindeer-driven sleigh on a mountain of ice. Okay, but my follow-up question for that is, real ice? Real yeah, reindeer? Uh, probably not real. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Because they I had real bears. Any... Why draw the line at reindeer? I guess that's if true. If you're like, hey, get the tigers and the stuff, and, like, and the reindeer, no. What, Dave? No. Fake reindeer. <laughs> What are you thinking? I haven't found anything to indicate that it wasn't real. Okay. So let's go with real. So the animals were obviously replaced because it, that's not good for animals. 
Um, and with, with the balloons, the first balloon was Felix the cat, and he appeared in 1927. Out of nowhere. <laughs> I you, also you think you're so funny. I want everyone to know, yes, I do. And I want everyone to know a joke that I just had in my head that I will now share with you where Teresa said they replaced the animals, and I, in my head, thought, with animatronics. <laughs> and then I thought the phrase, animaltronics. And I got really excited about it. So excited that I have to, out of context, share it with you. Oh, animaltronics. to live in your brain. Animaltronics. <gasps> I'm a genius. Um, so, really, like... Nowadays, we have you can ride on floats, and there's like the Rose Bowl parade with all the beautiful flower floats and marching bands. And I mean, a parade parades are a good time, and I don't care what you say. I don't get it, just don't, I don't get the appeal. Okay, I think it's because you're dead inside. That's probably it. Round a round of applause. Who here likes going to parades? Okay. Not a lot of people. <laughs> but who could take it either way? Who is neutral? about parades. Who is neutral on parades? That's, okay. that's more people. And now who is, uh, who does not Anti-parade. Like, anti-parade is what I was going to say. <laughs> oh. Who, a bunch who, of okay. comedians here. Who here hypothetically likes the idea of parades, but in real life finds that they don't? Because that's me. Okay, because this is the thing. This if, is going to be really great for our podcast audience. If you replaced what is a parade now with, they have just closed down one section of street, and everybody's just standing there, and I walk up, look at it, and go, cool, and then leave? That's great. That's what I want. I don't want to have to wait for the rest of the parade to come up. I want to just look and be like, cool, and then leave. Right? Now, to be fair, that is also how I attend museums and zoos and stuff. Mm -hmm. I walk in, I'm like, okay, cool. I check mark, and then I leave. I'm I very rarely anywhere for more than 45 minutes, just in life. Travis is like, let's just get to the end. Yeah. Let's go all the I way like through. I like to finish things. We're walking, like all of the, we're walking all the paths, and then we're done. We did the zoo. Sometimes at, at, at museums, people stop and look at things, and I'm like, what are you getting out of that that I didn't just walking by it? I might be dead inside. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Ugh. So um, I'd like to throw out some general etiquette. Um, and you mentioned when we were in, I think we were in Ojai, California. Is that I what you're talking that, about? Yeah, it was a very tiny town, and they were throwing a parade the next day. Um, it is important that you establish your space. Uh in life and in parades. <laughs> and in parades. Because if you move, you can't expect your space to still be there. Like parades are kind of the thing where like everyone funnels in together and you're standing there. And if you move, that that is like prime real estate. You can move right in. Now, I also have to assume, though, that like the other side of that piece of etiquette is like establish your space and use only the space you need. Right. Um, you should probably, if you have a backpack on... Uh, because that takes up almost like a second person behind you. You would take that off and put it like between your legs to take as little space as, pos as possible. And, um, you know, be a good neighbor because you're going to get real close. Or be a good neighbor and don't like point your elbows no, out. No, don't yeah. elbow people. I mean, you should definitely take command of your space and be unapologetic about the amount of space you take up. So like there's no need to squish yourself. But 
you you should remember that everyone else is trying to assert their space. So like it's a, a communal thing. Okay. That way. Um, I would also say that <sighs> there's a way to handle those people who kind of like elbow you in. And, and to elbow them right back. No. I would suggest because uh, if you are one of those who who places your chair the day before and the parade is your thing, that you should probably be a little nicer to your neighbor than they are trying to be to you and like kind of joke about, oh, I didn't know that we were going to share sunscreen today. I would have brought some more or something. No? Nobody liked that. <laughs> all I, right. I want you all to know that Teresa does a really good Zoe Deschanel impression, and sometimes when you do that voice, you start to bleed over. And so all I could picture as you were doing that was like Zoe Deschanel saying that. Zoe Deschanel saying that. Yeah, that's right. I'm so quirky. Um. There were a lot of inquiries. So when I when I do my research, I often look at the the searches that other people have done with those the the thing that I'm searching. So I searched like parade etiquette to find a bunch of things. And I looked at all of the the most common searches for this and most people want to know about the flag. Uh, what do you do when the flag passes by? Um, and a lot of parades these days may contain more than one American flag. Uh, but according to uh, the a military website, what happens with the American flag is it should be centered in front of the others or carried to the right. And if there are several participants with the American flag, it's appropriate to salute only the first one as it passes by. So there's kind of like, uh, and by salute, they obviously mean like military personnel. But uh, if you want to show your reverence for that, um, you don't have to be military personnel. You could put your hand over your heart or um, you could stand if you were sitting. And or you that could would be kneel or if you want to. You can take a knee if you want to. That's fine too. <laughs> this is one of those circumstances where like oftentimes when we look up like the answer to the question mm -hmm. is like this is the textbook answer to this question and then the rest of it is like or you could not <laughs> like if you do, I mean if you don't want to totally this you is do what uh, you like want. I said this is just something that gets searched a lot um so I wanted to make sure I addressed that since we didn't we usually take questions over like Twitter and and um, Facebook and stuff so uh, I wanted to make sure that if that was like a question that people had I answered it. Uh, I also, I thought of another general kind of etiquette thing for a parade. Um, and this happened to me recently, not at a parade, but at, at a theater show I was attending. Um, if, if, if somebody is watching it, right, they are looking at the parade, don't take their eye line. I was watching uh, Sleep No More in, in New York, and it's a show where, like, you walk around and you, like, experience it in the thing and I was watching a scene and there were like a bunch of people crowded around and right I had a gap between two people's heads where I was watching and if Teresa is me this other person literally went <laughs> that that yeah, far away not. from me and I was like wait hold on it's not like that was unused it wasn't like oh I found a spot no I found a spot so like don't yeah. do that at the parade especially you know if you think like I'm a tall person I could see from here I, I think that way a lot, where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm good. I'm good back here. I don't need to get closer to the parade. 
Man, parades. <laughs> Who needs them? Uh, the la- I found one other uh, search that I wanted to address, and that was the idea of second line in New Orleans. Do you oh, yes. Shall I, I, did. Shall I explain? I do know what this is, but please. Um, so <coughs> the, uh, the famous kind of jazz funeral that will happen in New Orleans... What? That you you said nothing wrong. I just thought of like jazz cigarettes, and I thought of like it's a funeral, but with weed is what I thought of. Anyways, you were saying a real thing. Um, on the way back from the cemetery, uh, there is often a more kind of celebratory feel to the music and the parade, and um, the people who are playing the instruments and and family of the deceased and things like that. They are called the main line, but um, in a lot of places there will be a second line of people just who are on the street and want to celebrate life, and um, they will follow the parade down the street. And it is, it's, it's a very fine line as far as joining the second line. Um, you may feel, feel the spirit move you and, and want to join in and dance and, and hang out, um, and there are certain times when that would feel appropriate if it's a very large second line, if they're going through the French Quarter, if like uh, there's an obvious kind of imit- invitation to it. Uh, what I found is a lot of people are like, yeah, join in. This is something that we're celebrating in the community, and even if you're a tourist, you can still have a good time and join the second line. Um, but I would caution that you should really kind of read the room and this is something that we say a lot that I mean your family says a lot is if you if you feel like oh it it looks kind of like a smaller private affair then you can just you know move to the sidewalk and appreciate it as it goes by more like a parade instead Mm -hmm. of joining up on the second line um I was thinking uh, I don't know if you know this but there's another podcast that's going to be on the show after it's called good Christian fun (laughs) and I was thinking about like could I think of biblical examples of parades? And the first one that popped in my head was Zacchaeus. And I don't know if you all know this, but Zacchaeus was a wee little man. <laughs> and a wee little man was he. And he climbed up in a sycamore tree to see what he could see. Is this a Baptist thing? I, that's like a children's church song. Is that not? I was raised Catholic. They don't have any fun. Is it a Baptist thing? Is that a Baptist song? I didn't know no. we could claim it. Okay, cool. Um, and that, and he climbed up in a tree to better see Jesus as he walked by. And then Jesus was like, hey, come down from there. Um, and then I thought, oh, yeah, did Jesus do a parade? That's literally what Palm Sunday is. <laughs> <laughs> so. That is the best transition we could have ever hoped for. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. I, I sure hope you enjoyed that. Um, a couple quick reminders. Max Fun Drive, it's still on. It's going for a couple more days. So if, if you're interested in becoming a member and supporting the art and artists you love, MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. And, and you too can become a member and get, get on board the Max Fun Train to Supportsville Station. Don't worry about it. I carried it too far. But MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Also, uh, my brother, my brother, me, and the Adventure Zone are coming to Dallas and Houston this weekend. And in Houston, Schmanners is going to be doing a show. You can get tickets for that by going to McRoyShows.com. 
slash tours. Um, and also, I'm going to be doing another Cincinnati Underground Society show, another cuss show. Um, and you can get tickets for that at bit.ly slash cuss key 2018. That's cuss, C U S S, key, K E Y, 2018. Um, yeah, and, and we're so glad that you're here. Thank you for listening. We sure hope you enjoyed the show. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Um, no RSVB required. Manners, schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.